Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Smell Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Boateng. This week, join me in listening to an episode with Fifth Sense founder Duncan Boak and Fifth Sense Director of Development and Operations Nina Hill. Duncan was previously on the podcast highlighting the work of Fifth Sense back on episode 18 from Christmas Day of 2018. This time, we get to talk about what Fifth Sense has been up to over the last two years, meet Nina and understand her new role with them, and much more. Our interview was recorded on June 14th, 2020. Let's listen to the interview. Hi, Nina, and hi, Duncan. Welcome to the Smell Podcast. How are you both doing today? Hi, Katie. I'm great, thank you. Very good, Katie. Good to see you. Good to speak to you again. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. So could you please both um, introduce yourselves to the audience? And I know, Duncan, for you, this is going to be a reintroduction, but Nina, let's go ahead and start with you. Okay, so um, hi, everybody. My name's Nina Hill. I'm uh, uh, fairly newly appointed into the role of Director of Development and Operations for Fifth Sense, um, which is a UK-based charity um, for people affected by smell and taste disorders. And I'm, uh, I'm Duncan Boak, and I, I founded Fifth Sense um, based on my experience of losing my sense of smell through a head injury. And I, I started it off in 2012, and I, um, I chair, our, chair our board of trustees. Very nice. Thank you. And that leads me into my actually first question for both of you. Can you tell us a little bit more about Fifth Sense? Who are you and what do you guys do? So Fifth Sense is the UK-based charity for people affected by smell and taste disorders. We provide support, information and a signpost to potential diagnosis and treatment to people affected by such conditions. We also play a role in educating people on why smell and taste are important, um, how they affect us, so then people can understand what it might be like to, to suffer loss or other impairment of one or both of those senses. And then we also play a role in, in research as well. We, we promote, support and facilitate research into smell and taste disorders. Excellent. And Duncan, you were actually back on the podcast in, I think, actually Christmas Day of 2018. So this is kind of an updated conversation for us on what you guys have been up to, which we'll get to. But yeah, since the last time that we spoke, Fifth Sense received a national lottery funding grant. So first off, what does that mean? And then secondly, what kind of work are you doing or now able to do because of that grant? Uh, thanks, Katie. So, yeah, I mean, um, back when I started Fifth Sense, I did it really with with an idea and um, or ideas and and, and ambition. And I've done a lot of lot of work over the years without, you know, largely in my own time around around my own paid role, supported by a number of volunteers and our fellow fellow trustees. And in in 2017, we started developing the beginnings of what would be um, a, a, a grant application to the National Lottery Community Fund, which we um, developed over the course of uh, a, a year or so, um, submitted submitted to me in March last year. And um, in June, I found out, I got a phone call to say that our application had been successful. So we've been awarded £238,000 over three wow. years which is a really, you know, really significant grant, um, which has enabled us to, um, well, you know, firstly and importantly, um, employ, employ staff for the first time. And this is where uh, Nina um, comes into the picture. So Nina is the very first um, staff member um, that we've had. And 
Yeah, I mean, Nina, do you want to just maybe say a little bit about you and, and your role? Mm. Yeah, so um, I mean, at the time that um, Duncan's talking about and the grant was um, developed and, and achieved, um, they advertised for the post. And um, it was advertised in a, a, town, a city called Leeds, which is fairly central in the UK, but I don't live anywhere near Leeds. Um, I live in Cumbria, which is in the northwest of England, almost at Scotland. Um, but if uh, anyone's listening, it's not that far from the Lake District. Um, so I looked at the job and I thought that looked really interesting. And I was looking for a new opportunity at the time. Um, I've spent 15 years in the National Health Service in the UK in fairly senior operational roles. Um, and things are changing in the National Health Service. And I was looking for a new opportunity. So I came across the advert on Twitter through a mutual um, colleague of both Duncan and I um, and I responded to it and said oh this looks really interesting it's a shame it's based in Leeds and immediately um, the lovely Mike Chitty came back to me in a private message and said I'm not that sure that location's important I really think you should apply I think you'd be great for this role and and you and Duncan would get on really really well so I pursued the application and and I was delighted to be offered the job and the opportunity to be able to be in at Fifth Sense right at the beginning of a really exciting time um, where we can take the charity from strength to strength and make a real big difference for patients and the families, um, not just in the UK, but across the world. So that's where, how I arrived with the National Lottery funding. And then tomorrow, uh, we're about to employ our second member of staff um, to help me get all of the operational work off the ground. That's fantastic. You guys will have two two staff members on board. That's really cool. So, Nina, your title is Director of Development and Operations, and I think we've talked previously just in calls together, but mm -hmm. what does that mean necessarily? I mean, essentially, um, it's uh, the day-to-day -day running of, of the charity. Um, I'm accountable to the Board of Trustees to deliver the outcomes of the National Lottery funding um, and deliver um, the development plan and make things happen, I guess. I mean, as Duncan said, he spent many, many years doing this in 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 the very little spare time, I guess, he, he, he had um, and has done a fantastic job over the years. But it really does need um, full-time um, input to take the charity forward, to um, develop the community of Fifth Sense, to be able to get research projects off the ground. Um, it is, you know, much more than a full-time job. So my role is to develop the charity, um, to grow and expand, to help as many people as possible, and to respond to calls for help from people. Um, and that, that's quite a significant chunk of the job that people get in contact regularly, um, mm -hmm. asking for advice, asking for guidance, asking where they can get support, asking where they can um, how they can access um, healthcare, and that's really interesting for me because a lot of our a significant proportion of that does come from overseas. And whilst I'm really familiar with the health service in the UK, um, it can be a real challenge. Um, and there's lots of places across the world that don't have charities like Fifth Sense to go to for support, or have even um, that well-developed specialist services for for smell disorders. So, yeah, in another, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you a day in the life of because it's so different every day. But, yeah, essentially my role is to develop and grow the charity, um, help as many people as possible and uh, deliver the outcomes of the National Lottery Funding. That's fantastic. And, Duncan, what has that been like for you having someone to help? Um, it's been absolutely brilliant. It's, it's, I mean, what Nina has brought and is bringing to what we're doing is is immeasurable. I mean, um, <clears throat> Nina has um, you know 15 years experience of 
senior management positions in the, the National Health Service here in the UK. And she's bringing that experience of working with clinicians and working with patients. And, you know, that, that, that is a big part of what we do. And, you know, just to expand on what I've said earlier in terms of what the, um, what the, the funding is enabling us to do. Well, I suppose what I've done on a part-time basis in starting the charity is we've piloted and developed models for a number of number of ways of working, and you know all of which are around, based around um, collaboration and community, and giving you know giving people um, affected by smell and taste disorders the opportunity to use their experience to um, you know change things for the for the for the better. Whether that's by participating in research projects, acting as public and patient involvement um, volunteers, and helping, you know, with the development of research research applications, but then there's also um, patient, you know, Fifth members acting as volunteers and running, for example, um, local hubs. And Fifth Sense local hubs are based on the principle on that the charity was started with of a of a, of a patient or patient volunteers working in partnership with um, specialist clinicians on a, a local level, so in different parts of the UK, providing um, localised patient support, engagement with um, other healthcare professionals um, to raise awareness and, and educate, educate uh, professionals, and then also um, partnering with, um, with other relevant organisations to really change people's understanding, transform people's understanding of the importance of the sense of smell and taste and then and make, it, make a difference to the, to, the, to the lives of people affected by smell and taste disorders. It's definitely a needed resource, that's for sure. So I'm very excited that you guys are continuing to do the work that you're doing and now that you're able to even bring on more staff members to work towards that mission is fantastic. The next thing that I want to ask you guys about is what's going on in the world today. I'm at home working remotely because of COVID-19 and this global pandemic. So how has Fifth Sense been dealing with the demand related to COVID-19? I mean, that's a, <laughs> the $61 million question, isn't it, Katie? It's been such, it's, it's really hard to put into words how, in, how enormously affected people are um, in terms of smell loss by this virus which has brought it into the mainstream media and it's brought it into living rooms and families all over the world whereas previously you know it, it was a question on um on the television program the chase um, which is a bit of a, a quiz type um tv program and one of the questions was what is an osmia um and the person answering it didn't know um oh. you know so you know people hadn't heard of an osmia or any of the osmias um but now smell loss is very much in the mainstream media it's on the front pages of the press and people are talking about it and actually understanding it i guess for the first time because so many people are experiencing it so suddenly um even when they might not be symptomatic of um other symptoms of covid-19 and so from that, I think it was about the 20th of March, 24th of March, when the anecdotal reports started to really snowball about people experiencing smell loss. I think the first reports were coming out of Iran, where their peak was um, much earlier on in the pandemic. Um, and then Italy. And all of a sudden, the world woke up to smell disorders and smell loss. And it really exploded sort of end of March, beginning of April. And so the world of um, Fifth Sense and what we do sort of almost had a 
a double edge. There was the COVID-19 pandemic, um, but also there are people who are congenital and have had smell loss all of their lives. And there are people who have long-term smell loss, um, all of which are important to this sense. And we want to support absolutely everybody, whether their smell loss is temporary, permanent, long-term, short-term. Um, the consequences and the feelings that people experience um, and the anxiety and, and upset it can cause, not least the discomfort um, and the fear, is being shared by lots more people than ever before. So mm-hmm. um, it's been really, for me, it's been almost a, a baptism of fire. Um, I think I was four weeks into a new job learning all about um, smell disorders when boom, um, suddenly it was, um, you know, lots of media interest and lots of people really worried, really concerned getting in touch with us to say, I, I'm experiencing this and it's really frightening me. Um, so it was, it was, it's been really interesting um, and really humbling at the same time to hear from people um, who thought, you know, this was something unusual and something unique to them, which for people with long-term anosmia, that's quite a common experience. Um, but yeah, putting that on the front page has been a really interesting time, I guess. And for a lot of people who have long-term smell loss or smell disorders, I think it's quite comforting for them to be able to see that actually people are paying attention and it's not being dismissed like it may have done previously. Um, so, you know, the research that that's bringing into why it's happening and and what possible you know what can be done about it and and how we support people um can be quite helpful to everybody um who has a smell disorder so um yeah interesting times yeah for sure i i would i would never hope anything like covid19 on mm. on anyone but the fact that it's here and the fact that it is raising awareness about anosmia is one very small mm. good thing that's coming out of it mm. so yeah i agree i think that it's definitely helping to raise awareness so another question for you specifically Nina Uh, you had mentioned to me prior to our interview that you didn't realize that your own family was affected by smell disorders before you began with fist sense so can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah it's really quite bizarre when um I think it was when I was going for my interview for the job and I started talking to to friends and family about the job interview I was going for and um, my mum turned around and said well you know that your auntie has it she can't smell and I went really she went yeah Yeah, she can't smell and I went how how do we not know that she said well she's lived with it most of her adult life never mentions it doesn't talk about it um but yeah yeah it's it's yeah she she can't smell which really floored me because she's never said anything to anybody she's never talked about it she's never mentioned it she's never complained about it um, and she just sort of accepted that this was the way it is. So obviously I've had lots of discussions with her since to say, you know, have you thought about, you know, what you might be able to do? Um, so that's been quite interesting. But also my brother, who is um, quite severely um, learning disabled and autistic, his sense of smell is particularly acute, which is sort of, I wouldn't guess, uncommon in someone with autism whose sensory needs are different and, and quite acute in some ways. But he can only stomach a really bland He's got a really bland palate and a really bland diet because things are so heightened for him in his smell and taste. Mm. Um, but he's he's very very good at detecting um, uh, and de- uh, and deciding between alcohol and uh, alcohol free lager. So one one thing he can definitely do is disseminate between lots of tastes because of it. So yeah, but you know, hadn't really thought about it in that context. And every time I talk about my job, without a sh- without exception, everyone says, "Oh yes, Santo." has uh, isn't able to smell or so-and-so has um they they suffer from uh, distorted smells and it's so much more common than i ever knew it was um mm-hmm. 
And I find that quite astonishing um, when we look at how many people are affected by this. And I think the, the, the best estimates are about 5% of the population. Well, we're going to know people who have it, but yet it's the right. least talked about and the least understood of all the sensory losses um, that we come across. Yeah, I mean, to me, I agree with you 100% that it's very, we don't speak about it often. But when we do, a lot of people will say like, oh, I know X, Y, and Z who has that. Mm. So I think that the work that everyone is doing to raise awareness about what anosmia is, maybe they have smell loss, mm. they've just never heard the word itself. I think mm. that that kind of work is just so important. So yeah, mm. there's a lot of people who have some kind of smell or taste disorder. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure why we don't talk about it more. Yeah, it's really strange. I mean, certainly with uh, and with COVID-19 and um, the number of phone calls I've had from people or my personal contacts on social media contacting me to say I suddenly can't smell um please can you help me and obviously I know them and they know what I do um so I am able to personally support people but yeah that that's really strange you know to see all of that activity on social media from people that I know being affected not just by smell disorders but also by COVID-19 so um yeah I guess it's only going to get it's only increasing in number I guess um, mm. because of the pandemic but um, hopefully we'll be here to, to support everybody who's affected by that too. Yeah, I hope so as well. And I think it's imp- I think it's important to you know to add to that that what we seem to be seeing is that in in you know many cases people are people affected by COVID nineteen who lose a sense of smell it is returning of its own accord, but there are also seemingly and you know a, a, a smaller number of people who um, are not regaining it, you know, several weeks after the initial initial loss. How that, you know, how that looks in the longer term, we don't know yet. There are uh, studies going on that we'll be, we'll be, we'll be looking at this. Um, and obviously part of our role, part of Fifth Sense's role, is to um, support and help those people who may continue to experience that loss of smell in the longer term. Mm. And I guess um, it's probably um, quite key to mention here the work that we're doing and, and yourself, Katie, with the um, the GCCR. So, you know, the work that we're doing um, collectively across the world, bringing together hundreds of scientists and researchers and psychologists um, and medics and patient advocates from across the world. Um, it's a really important piece of work that we can share and learn experiences of this condition uh, and how it affects smell and taste. Yeah, and Nina, you and I are both a part of the patient advocacy mm-hmm. committee for the GCCR. So I think that that's really cool that they that we that they do have a patient advocacy committee, um, and that the scientists are doing all of this work related to the chemo senses mm-hmm. and just trying to put patients in there as well. Yeah, being the patient voice is really important. Um, I think in research, um, it can quite often that voice can can not always be heard. Um, because the science is really, and it is really important, the research is really important, but how people feel about um, the condition is, is also has validity um, for the research of, of COVID-19 and smell and taste loss. Definitely. So my next question for you guys is um, in regards to Fifth Sense Ambassadors. So you've recently partnered with some people who are serving as Fifth Sense Ambassadors. Who are they and what, what are they doing for you guys? Um, and how can listeners get connected with them? So we have um, just started work with three um, ambassadors for Fifth Sense. All three are based in the US. And so we are working with Dear Klein 
um, who also operates as a performer and comedian, and she's incredibly talented. Um, mm -hmm. She has her own YouTube channel, and she also operates as SEO. And I think that means you okay, you okay, or we're okay, something like that. And I think it's um, Hungarian, if I'm right, but you'd need to check that, Katie, with, with Dia. And we're also working with Yasmin Salazar, who is the girl with no smell, um, and she operates on social media um, across Instagram and Facebook. And is she on Twitter? Yes, she is. She's on Twitter. And we're also working with Sharika Bivens, who writes My Anosmatic Life. Um, and interestingly, the first time I came across um, Sharika and Yaz was their video that they did earlier this year for Anosmia Awareness Day in February, um, where they did a head-to-head -head video where they compared the experiences of being a congenital anosmic and um, an acquired anosmic. And that was really interesting and, and really touched a nerve. It was so powerful to see two people with the same condition, how they experienced, came across it so differently and experienced it so differently. Um, and Dia's doing quite a bit of work in um, taste testing. So she's got some interesting uh, stuff out there currently on, on YouTube. So um, listeners can get connected with them through their social media. Um, and they'll also see them bobbing up on Fifth Sense social media from time to time. Um, and their role for us in, in globally is to use their talents and their reach and their communities to raise awareness um, and fly the flag for everybody who has a smell and taste disorder across the world. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's really, really exciting to see this. And I'm, you know, incredibly proud of, of, of Nina, what you're doing in and dear and, um, and and the other ambassadors are doing it's you know the way i've developed fifth sense from the very beginning is i've sort of seen seen fifth senses in one respect providing a uh, a recognized incredible platform for people you know other people affected by smile taste disorders to stand on and use their experiences to educate others to raise awareness to change things for the better and you know that is that is something that is part and parcel of of what Fifth Sense is about. Um, it's this aspect of actually empowering people to become the champions of their own condition and use their experiences to you know to to, to change understanding in others. And that's you know that's really all I've done myself. And certainly talking with um, with Sharika and Yaz and with with Dia um, that they're. Their ambition is to raise awareness, um, to develop understanding, um, and to enable people to to share their voice and and have their own voice. Um, and it's really good that in that they're in the, they're all three in the states, they're all doing things slightly differently, but with the same sort of messages. Um, mm -hmm. And they can really champion the cause, uh, and they have global platforms. So it's just fantastic, really, to be working with with all three of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm more familiar with Dia and Yaz. I'm not as familiar with Sharika, but I think all of them are fantastic. Mm. Yeah, they're great, great girls, great ladies. They're, they're all brilliant and they're um, absolutely fantastic advocates for Fifth Sense. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. So what what is up next for Fifth Sense? You guys have a few projects um, in regards to some Zoom sessions I'd like you to touch on, but what else is coming up next for Fifth Sense? I'll just, I'll just very quickly, I'll start this one just to say that, you know, it's um, so January 2020 um, was the start of our three year funding period from the National Lottery. And, you know, part of um, the plans for our first year was around uh, delivering more different types of face to face engagements in the UK. 
um, building on the work we've done already. And of course, the situation that's uh, that's happened with COVID nineteen, well, we've 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 really had to sort of work quite hard to to, to change our plans, really on the on the hoof, um, and, and and react to the situation. And you know, Nina, um, particularly, she's been she's been leading the way on that. Nina, do you want to talk a little bit about um, what we've been what we've been doing and what we're planning? Yeah. So. Um... So in terms of the Zoom work that we're doing, the online stuff, um, because we can't do stuff face-to-face at the minute and we're all working distantly, we are running um, a number of sessions, um, conversations online called Let's Talk Smell and Taste. Um, and we started them off um, them being conversations across groups of people from all over the world coming together online um, and talking about what the impact of a smell and taste disorder is for them and sharing experiences, sharing the good times and the bad times and sharing tips and hints. And they've been really successful. So we plan to continue to have Let's Talk Smell and Taste conversations. We will have continuing conversations in a similar vein, which are informal and inviting and inclusive. But we're also going to have guest speakers in some of our sessions. Um, and we're also going to have some webinars, bigger webinars for people to, to listen in. So we're going to have some very interactive sessions um, and some sessions which are more informative. We're going to mix it up to keep it interesting. And actually having an online community can only augment what we're doing in terms of having physical communities and physical hubs. So the plan is to continue to do these, um, to train and develop volunteers to lead these sessions themselves and to to champion and own some of the sessions. Um, And we'll provide the platforms for them. And to continue them into the future, um, we're going to plan um, a suite of 20 sessions over the next 12 months for starters. And hopefully we'll be able to keep an online community running for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think regardless of whether things open back up and we're able to interact in the real world again, I think having these online platforms Mm. available for people is really fantastic because then there's people like myself or others who aren't able to come in person, but who would love to take advantage of what you're offering. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first one was really interesting because we had um, somebody online who lives on the west coast of the States um, and his backdrop, I think, was the Pacific Ocean. And we had um, another um, attendee who was living in rural England and she was looking and she said, what on earth is that behind you? And he said, that is the Pacific Ocean. Um, (laughs) And it was just really interesting to, to listen and see people from all corners of the globe talking about the same thing with the same experiences even though they lived very different lives in very different countries mm-hmm. um, and everybody the, the feedback we've had has been absolutely fantastic about how comforted people felt by talking to people like them who'd had their experiences and understood them yeah so it's, it has been really really good and we and really powerful and really and most importantly really beneficial for people so we plan to continue to have online communities um, regardless of physical communities, yeah, that's fantastic. we you know, over 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 the years with Fifth Sense um, in the UK, we've done you know we've pioneered conferences that bring together patients, clinicians, scientists to have conversations so that people can learn from each other and benefit in different ways. And really, it's it's you know it's the situation that is um, the COVID nineteen situation that has made us really move towards um, more of an online online model but we're finding as Nina said we're finding that it works really really well so moving forwards it's about how we have this um, you know online work stream working in tandem with the the face-to-face um, activities mm-hmm. 
So um, when we're, you know, when we're able to sort of open up again, when we're able to start doing more face-to-face stuff, um, it's going to be really exciting to see how we can transfer some of the, you know, the online community aspects of what we've been doing into the the real world. Uh, for that's awesome. So my next question for you guys is how can listeners actually get in touch with Fifth Sense online and on social media to get connected to all of the resources that you offer? So we're on Twitter um, at Fifth Sense UK. Yeah. We're on Facebook, which is Fifth Sense UK. We're also on Instagram, Fifth Sense UK. Um, and we're also on LinkedIn um, as Fifth Sense. So we cover all of those um, media um, platforms. We also have the website, which is www.fifthsense.org.uk. Um, and there's lots of resources on there that people can find. But also, if people join Fifth Sense as a member and subscribe to the newsletter, um, they also receive the newsletter regularly throughout the year, but also mm. they will receive emails to advise them of online events, for example, and, and community information. So we don't just use the subscription and the mailing list for the newsletter. We also send out information that might be useful to our members. So there is no charge to being a member of Fifth Sense. It gives you access to the members area of the website and it also enables you to receive the newsletter and receive up-to-date information by email if you don't use any of uh, of the social media outlets that we use. Awesome. I'm definitely a newsletter receiver and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. That's great. Yeah. So my last question for you all is, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with listeners? We have recently... Um, enabled the website to be translated into numerous languages. So we use Google Translate, um, which is visible on the website, which means um, many, many languages can be read um, using that um, that switch um, so that, that people don't have to rely on being able to speak English. So wow. that's been really, really helpful. We can add as many languages as we need to. So if anyone is listening and the language that you speak um, as your primary language isn't there, do get in touch with us, info at fifthsense.org.uk, and we will endeavour to improve our accessibility to anyone around the world. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I've really enjoyed speaking with you today. And Duncan, it's been great to get an update on what Fifth Sense has been up to since Christmas 2018. I know. it's um, God, a lot's happened since then, hasn't it, Katie? Blimey. Crazy. (laughs) Thank you so much for speaking with me, Nina. It's been great to hear from you. And Duncan, it's been fantastic to hear from you again. I hope you guys all have a good rest of your Sunday. Thanks, Katie. You too. Thanks so much, Casey. Great speech to you again. You take care. Thank you to Duncan for returning to the podcast and also to Nina for joining us for the first time. If you'd like to learn more about Fifth Sense, including their online Zoom sessions called Let's Talk Smell and Taste, you can visit their website at fifthsense.org.uk. And you can also connect with them on social media. Their handle everywhere is at fifthsenseuk. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can email me at thesmellpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at thesmellpodcast and visit online at thesmellpodcast.com. I'm always interested in sharing listener stories. Please rate, review, and subscribe to The Smell Podcast if you listen using iTunes. Reviews are helpful because they allow others to find the show. Finally, if you would like to financially support the podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link in the episode description. I appreciate your support. 
And a huge shout out to everyone who currently contributes to the show, because your generosity is what makes the podcast possible. Until next time, have a great day and stay healthy and safe.